Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. What is going on everybody and welcome back to the first Saturday morning NHL strategy show. I am your host, Sleepy Josh Harris. Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Slim Cliffy, who is in the Atlantic time zone. So it's probably like 3 p.m. where he's at already. How are you doing today, Cliffy? Yeah, I don't have it as bad as you when it comes to morning shows. Um, I only have to, you know, wake up uh, at around 8 o'clock. Uh, it's not nearly as bad as being in the East or in the West, but. I, I pay for that, uh, staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, watching the late games. Thankfully, I didn't stay up for Carolina-San Jose last night because that looked like it would have been a little bit of a tilter considering how badly it seems Carolina outplayed them. Yeah, last night's slate was an odd one. Um, Winnipeg-Detroit, very chalky. Detroit, lots of shots on goal. Jake Allen had a great game. Uh, Detroit scored two empty net goals. Um Winnipeg was pretty quiet until like the last four minutes of the game and they broke the slate wide open. If you didn't have any Winnipeg, you can go watch your favorite show, your favorite movie. You can go to sleep early. So I went to sleep early because I faded Winnipeg. Uh, we updated the uh, the flow chart. Uh, but we did know that Winnipeg won still runs pure on the empty net. Connor scored an empty net goal. Um, there we actually had a lot of good nights in our discord. Let me just go through them real quick. There's just, there's a lot here. Uh, I'm just going to go through some screenshots here. Uh, Jagan won the mini max. That is a hard feat to do. Like we, we talked about people winning the 15 and the 40. When you get down to like the mini max and the dime time and the quarter arcade, that's like almost the more impressive feat just because the fields are bigger. Uh, Ali, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, you can flame me in the chat. That's fine. Uh, he won the four check for $2,000. Congrats to you. Fargo guy won the Yahoo contest, which is nice. Uh, Jake is a big Yahoo contest guy. Um, you know, the top prizes aren't as sexy as you know, DraftKings or FanDuel, but smaller fields, less sharks, 
and if you keep winning, lots of money. Then Provius had a good night. I don't know if he won anything, but he returned about 15x, which is always a good night. And then I don't know how to pronounce this. You can just wreck me in the chat right now. Uh, B. Husey Man took fourth in the uh, the 40, won a couple tickets, returned $1,300 off $81. That is a very, very good night. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I see. Oh, I see. Another one as I'm talking. DJ Wheeze, he uh, shipped the dime time. That is very hard to do. Uh Huge field. You turn ten cents into ten bucks. Like that's a that's a big return on your investment. If you're if you're playing those low stakes, that's a big return. Like we don't we don't shame, you know how much you play. Absolutely not. It's impressive, no matter what you play, if you win. So, congrats to all you guys. I didn't have any Winnipeg. I had a lot of Detroit, but you know these things happen. You play one lineup, you're used to losing. It's kind of like I talk about, like, you kind of compare it to poker. Hours of boredom, moments of sheer terror. So, yeah, um, single entry, you you wait for those nights where you're live and they can make your season. How would you do last night? Um, didn't cash my single entry. Um, I had uh, Detroit top lines. They obviously didn't do anything. Um I actually threw in a bunch in the, in the quarter arcade because I was doing a, a fantasy cruncher video up here for stochastic. So I wanted to do a little um, sample. Um, actually, uh, almost went 2x in the quarter arcade, just throwing together lineups for, for a video. So uh, maybe I should do that a lot more often when I play single entry. It's just throw in a bunch of low dollar um, 20 maxes uh, just to kind of cover my bases. But we have a huge huge slate coming up tonight thankfully um the hamsters at the projection on our projection machine came up uh with projections right before we came on the air so we have our projections up at stochastic uh, for everybody to uh for all their subscribers to check out throughout the day um probably a good day for them with all the games we have tonight yeah i'm also an npc i forgot to mention our sponsor sponsor bet mgm uh they're our official sponsor our unofficial sponsor alani energy um, I haven't had an energy drink in a while, so by the end of the show, I might be talking 7,000 words a minute. Sorry, Vots, if you watch this on one and a half later. <laughs> ooh. All right. Wow. How, ooh, never mind. But, um, yeah, we have a 12-gamer. We have to be out exactly at 9.55, so we got to get a move on. Um, just remember... I see a bunch of you here. Like and subscribe helps us out a lot. Uh, helps bring you free content as much as possible. So hit the like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. It alerts you when we go live. First game of the night, we have the Arizona Coyotes going into Boston. Coyotes have a 2.4 total. The Boston Bruins have a 4.3 total. All right. Um Looks like Jake DeBrusque is going to be out tonight. Craig Smith taking that top line. Second line, still the same. Arizona, still a team, apparently. I mean, it's it's kind of – I don't know what to do with the Bruins. There's four teams with four totals tonight. 
The Coyotes are awful. There's still no Marshan. I kind of like Craig Smith on that top line. That being said, like, it doesn't really correlate too well on the power play. Maybe I power play stack and just do it. Um, you playing any Coyotes tonight? No, out on the Coyotes, especially with Nick Schmaltz injured. Um, obviously, we'll get uh, more of an update. You know, this is early in the morning. We haven't had any morning skates, injury updates, that sort of thing, other than what we might have had a practice yesterday. But he left their last game injured. Um, Lawson Krause took over on the top line alongside Clayton Keller, which, you know, if we got an extended look at them and it's not a 12-game slate going into Boston, um, I could be talking to Krause and Keller. But uh, on a slate of this size, I just don't see the need um, to go to the Arizona side. Um in in a matchup this bad uh I, like there are plenty of low owned spots um that are that will come out with better projections so it's it's about boston you're right there it looks like the top line at least is going to carry a lot of ownership um because craig smith is fairly cheap um across the industry now he's a guy that puts up like excellent shot rates in small in uh low ice generally low ice time like second pseudo third line minutes um I worry about ice time in this game. Like if Boston gets out to a three, nothing lead in the first period or something like that, you're not going to see Patrice Bergeron play 20 minutes against the coyotes. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I think there are reasons to fade Boston here, obviously, right? Like that top line is going to be very highly owned, like well into the double digits, even on a 12 game slate. Um, and you know, they're not super expensive. They might not get a lot of ice time. It's not to say boss is not in a great spot. Obviously, they're in one of the best spots in the entire slate. That's why you see them with a, a team total north north of four. But I agree with you. If I'm stacking Boston here, it's some sort of power play stack. I'm like I'm putting Bergeron in with Krejci and Pasternak, or, or you know Hall and Krejci and Pasternak, or something like that. I'm making sure uh, it's some sort of, of of power play stack here because you know Arizona's probably going to have a bad penalty kill like they did last year. So. Um, that's kind of where I'm going with Boston here is I'm focusing if I'm if I'm playing them, I'm focusing on uh power play stacking them somehow. Um I don't know if you have to go all the way down to the third line, especially um where there's so many lines uh, you know, low on lines that you can play today. So for me, it's power play stacking Boston are moving along. Yeah, I agree. Uh there's a lot of big totals on this slate. Um power play stacking is a nice way to get different in a big total on the blue line. Hampus Lindholm still running the uh, top power play unit 5k on DraftKings. Don't mind that. I, I I'm not really sure what his offensive impacts on the power play are going to be, but at that price, I think you can add him in dark Forbort 2,600 on DraftKings. I guess is fine. If you need a punt, I like Mike Riley again, ice times always concerned with him on the um, coyote side. I like JJ Moser, and Troy Stetcher are both under 3K, but like I'm pretty sure you can find shot blockers in that range on better teams. But if you do think Boston's gonna be in the Arizona zone for a lot of the game, which they may be, you might be able to get some shot blocks there. Dyson Mayo also down 1600 to 2800. He does block some shots for sure, so I don't mind him. Yeah, um, Moser's probably the guy for me. I just, you know, he got a fair bit of ice time uh, in their first game. Um, so for a guy under 3K, it's probably Moser. But like you said, I'm looking for punt defensemen elsewhere. Yep. Let's move on to the next game. We have the Ottawa Senators with a 2.7 total going into Toronto. The Toronto Maple Leafs have a 4.0 total. 
Looks like the lines on the Toronto side, at least, are going to remain the same. I think they're the same on both sides. Ottawa 2.7 on the road, not a bad total. Um, Toronto has some goalie issues. I think, you know, Ottawa can score here. Toronto, on the other hand, you know, you look at our top stacks tool. They're the highest top two stack percentage on the slate. They're going to get some ownership, but they're not the most expensive line in the night, which is kind of surprising, actually. I guess bunting brings down that price a little bit, but if they're only going to come in around, like, okay, 17% on a 12-game slate is very high, but they have positive leverage. Um, so, yeah, I honestly think there's stuff to like on both sides here. Yeah, um, I agree with you that Toronto's going to be highly owned, but they're still very much worth considering here. Um, for as good as, as Ottawa might have, or as better as they might have gotten in the offseason uh, with their acquisitions of the Brinkat and Drew, that doesn't do anything for the team defense, which wasn't very good last year. Um, penalty kill wasn't that great either. Um, you know, Toronto's still very reasonably priced, I think, um, where they are over on DK, like 20.3 isn't a lot like i i think there are going to be times this season where you see them at 22 23k um because michael bunting at 4100 at least over on DraftKings, that's a cheap price for him like we saw him easily well into the fives uh, a lot of times last year um he's a bit more expensive on FanDuel, so you know that kind of changes the equation a little bit but at least on dk full stack and top line very much in play uh for toronto here the second line has looked very good. Like Dennis Mulligan, we talked about him, I think it was in the, on Wednesday's show. Like when he was a young player with the Florida Panthers, he had really good, you know, transition numbers, you know, zone entry numbers, um, shot assist numbers, which are, you know, passes that lead to teammate shots, the types of things that can lead to sustained offense and good scoring chances and things like that. So, you know, he's not just a throwaway, but he is relatively, like he's more expensive than bunting is. And I'm not sure when the season's all said and done, he's going to end up with more fantasy points per game than Bunting will. So like, I, I think there's still good value uh, on the Toronto top line here. If you want to avoid the ownership, like I have no problem with that. Um, but you know, once you get away from Boston, once you get away from Toronto, you leave those two out, you can pretty much play just about anything you want. So um, I'm not so high on the Ottawa side here. The main reason being is like they're, they are relatively expensive. Like the second line is still, over 18k the top line is still over uh 18k as well i believe so or close to it anyway so you're paying a pretty hefty price going into toronto um you're right about the toronto goaltending um matt murray certainly didn't look very good in game one though i think it was kind of overblown like one of the goals that went in was a deflection um you know over his glove those things happen but um, I, I think Ilya Samsonov is the better goalie anyway. Not that he's very good, but, um, you know, Toronto's a pretty good defensive team. I I, I think I'm staying away from Ottawa in this game. Uh, they're, they're just too expensive uh, going up against a pretty good defensive team. Uh, good, generally has a good penalty kill as well. So for me, this is a Toronto game, Toronto top line mostly. If you want to dip down to the second line, I think that's fine. Um, if we're looking at our, our top stacks uh, ownership, you know, they're coming in at about 4%, which is, you know, that's perfectly acceptable. But um, I, I, I think I'd just rather go right to the top line in this one. Toronto at home, 
against the big rival. I think you see them get up for this game. So it's Toronto one for me. Yeah, and your point about Ottawa is correct. Like Alex Burnkat, seventy three hundred. Brady Kachuk, seventy one hundred. Uh, they have a decent road total. So like, I think if you're MMEing, they're going to be a decent contrarian filler just because they're expensive. So don't mind it. And your point about Malgan is good. It's also it also could be that like anyone other than Alex Kerfoot there makes that line look so much better. So. I mean, Morgan's not really going to hurt you. Like Kerfoot hurts everyone. Like his, he just dragged everyone down. And it's always a good time to mention that the Leafs traded for Jared McCann so they could protect Alex Kerfoot. But anyway, onto the blue line. Um, I do like Tomas Chabot. Sixty nine hundred is expensive. If you're in, if you're making you know mid range builds and you have <clears throat> room for a, a high priced defenseman, he's going to play. Load of minutes tonight. Uh, I like him as a one-off. Zub, I guess, is okay at thirty-five hundred on the Leaf side. Probably just going to be Morgan Riley or bust. If I like, I'm not going to one-off Morgan Riley. If I'm yeah. making Toronto power play stacks, yeah, I'm going to put a Morgan Riley. Otherwise, I'll probably just look elsewhere for defensemen. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, Shabbat is expensive on DK, but over on Fanduel, he's only fifty-seven hundred. Um, that's a really good price for him, um, especially where he's not a guy that relies on peripherals a lot anyway. He typically relies on, on point production. So really like Shabbat's price on FanDuel. Uh, on DK, I think Jake Sanderson makes a pretty good option here. Um, he's the rookie for Ottawa. Very highly touted defensive prospect. Uh, played over 22 minutes uh, in their first game against Buffalo. Um, you know, 22 minutes at 2,700. I don't think you can really go wrong. Like this is one of those punt defensemen we were just talking about that I'd, I'd go to. Yeah. Uh, I do like Sanderson. I missed him when I was looking through the prices, but let's move on to the next game. Detroit Red Wings uh, with a 2.9 total heading into New Jersey. The Devils have a wildly high 3.8 total here. Detroit played last night to beat the Canadians 3-0. Uh, it was a lot closer than the score. The uh, Red Wings scored two empty net goals. I'm not sure Nico Heischer is going to be back. We don't have that news yet. Um, I would assume he's a game-time decision. Uh, once we get that information, we'll pass it along in our Discord. If he is in, I will like New Jersey a bit more, depending where he slots in. I kind of want to go back to Keith Plot. They burned me pretty heavily the other night, but 3.8 total. Um the Devils just looked awful. Maybe they were just, you know, I don't know what it was. Maybe they just don't like the smell of Philly fans or whatever. But now they're at home. Um, I kind of – I was surprised that Detroit has such a high total. They are back-to-back on the road, but it is only the second game of the season. They're a fairly young team, so maybe Detroit goes a little bit overlooked tonight. Yeah, I think they very much uh, can. Um, I'm going to start on the New Jersey side first, though. They did change up their lines. I mean, again, like you mentioned, Nico Hischier wasn't didn't skate um, in practice yesterday with the even strength lines, but was on the top power play. Usually the power play is an indicator that a guy's about to return. But again, we don't know for sure. And even if he does, it'll mix up whatever lines that we saw in practice. Right. But they did have Jack Hughes skating with Jesper Bratt uh, in practice. And those two were really, really good over the last two years. Three and a half expected goals generated per 60 minutes is in over 450 minutes together at five on five. Like that's just a massive, massive number. Uh, 3.1 actual goal scored. Um, they're cheap, but they are going to be probably a 
a popular fillery type stack, at least over on DK, um, because they are relatively cheap under 15,000 with Diego Sharon Govich on the other side. So um, I do like that New Jersey top line. I just think that they're going to be coming in a bit too high owned. Um, if you want, I, I think the way I would go about this is um, just full stacking the trio. Um, I don't think I'd leave Sharon, Sharon Govich off. Like him and Hughes seem to have some sort of chemistry. Um, at least Sharon Govich plays his best when he's on Hughes' line. I think he could say that about a lot of people. Um, but I, a lot of this just comes down to Nico Hishier being in the lineup. Like, um, I think I'd almost rather play like a, a, a Hishier Palat uh, two man or something like that. You know, Hughes Brat, perfectly acceptable to play. Um, I'm just worried that we're going to see a lot of ownership because you're right. Their implied team total is huge today, um, especially for a team that just kind of got roasted by the Philadelphia Flyers. So um, I do like Hughes, Hughes and Brad, just worried a little bit about ownership. I don't think you have to worry about it too, too much on a, on a slate this size. I, I just think that they go a little bit um, over-owned. Um, should mention, if his year's in, he's probably going to go against the top line for Detroit, that Larkin Bertuzzi line. They're pretty good offensively, but they're not a great defensive line. Like, they're fine. But 2.8 expected goals against in their sample, that's not really a great number when you consider it's, you know, it's probably 15 or 16% worse than the league average. So um, I would kind of favor the history line if he's in. But, again, we're just going to have to see uh, when lines uh, actually come out. On the blue line, um, I think the guy for me is Damon Severson, um, 3,500. Uh, over on DK is a very reasonable price, more expensive on FanDuel 5,100. So I probably just played Dougie Hamilton on FanDuel because he's only a few hundred dollars more expensive. Um, but, you know, you might see in some spots that Severson's lined up at like a second pair guy, third pair guy, whatever. He'll probably play the most of any defenseman they have. They really rely on him in a lot of situations. So Severson is one of the cheap defensemen I like tonight. Yeah, and I had made a note, um, Jesper Bratt in the game against the Flyers, of all the top nine forwards of five on five, he played the least, which was very surprising. But if he is with Jack Hughes, I do really like that. The Wings top line is fairly priced. Um, they're not probably not going to garner much ownership. I don't mind going back there as a filler in MME. I agree with you on Severson. I do like Moritz Cedar at 5,300. Um, again, I don't know if it's going to be a priority for me in one to three back to back on the road on a 12 game slate, but he is a stat stuffer and he does uh, get all that power play time. So let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the Tampa Bay lightning with a 2.9 total heading into Pittsburgh. The penguins have a 3.3 total Tampa Bay played last night. They beat the Columbus blue jackets five to two. That means Vasilevsky played last night, so there is a good chance that Brian Elliott is in net tonight, and that's a big drop-off from Vasilevsky. Like, yeah, Elliott's a serviceable backup, but he is nowhere near the caliber of Andre Vasilevsky. That kind of gives me a lot of interest in Pittsburgh here tonight. Um, Their top line is one of our top leverage lines here tonight uh, against Little Crosby, Raquel. They're $100 more than Toronto won. What you can do is, you know, you can power play stack here. Tampa Bay takes a fair amount of penalties. Without Vasilevsky in net, I think, you know, ta- uh, Pittsburgh can take advantage here. 3.3 total it will also keep some ownership down since there's a lot of teams with large totals today. So I, I think... Pittsburgh's one of my, 
sneakier favorite plays tonight on the Tampa side. I just don't know if you want to get there on a huge slate back-to-back on the road. Yeah, I don't know if I would go to the Tampa side here either. Um, You know, Pittsburgh is a good defensive team, uh, at least when they're healthy. Um, You do have to worry about maybe some lineup changes uh, for Tampa Bay um, because they have moved guys around over their last couple games. So that's definitely one thing that you'd have to worry about. You're right about the starter difference going from Vasilevsky to Elliott. Like it's probably one of the biggest ones in the league. It's right up there with like Hellebuck down to David Riddick. Like um, it is a significant difference in net. And, you know, Tampa Bay last year, they did take a lot of penalties. Um, We talked in their first game or uh, first show of the season, sorry, how they lost a lot of their penalty killers uh, in the offseason. Andre Palat, he's in New Jersey. They traded Ryan McDonough. Anthony Sorelli's hurt. Um, The penalty kill honestly hasn't looked very good early this season. It has been Vasilevsky kind of saving them uh, on the PK. So, um, you know, you don't have to worry about ownership no matter what line you go with here with Pittsburgh. But I think, you know, Power play stacking certainly makes uh, a little bit of sense for the for the Penguins. I do like the top line uh, a lot here um, in this game. But, um, you know, if you want to throw in an Evgeny Malkin instead of uh, Ricard Raquel or Brian Ross instead of Ricard Raquel, I, I think that's perfectly acceptable. So probably some sort of Pittsburgh power play stack, um, even though they are uh, fairly expensive. Yeah, one thing we briefly mentioned on the other show is, if you're jamming in like chalk value, I think a way to get different is, you know, go like Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, have those two centers. It's a nice way to get different on DraftKings. And I think, you know, that's a fine option tonight. It is pricey, but there is some good value tonight. On the blue line, on the Tampa side, there really isn't much. You know, Sergachev at 3,900 stands out still. He plays big minutes. He's still underpriced. On the Pittsburgh side, it's really just Latang in – power play stacks or bust for me. Yeah. Um, there's just not a whole lot um, on the blue line. I like, I will mention Marcus Pedersen. He played a fair bit uh, in their first game, but that was probably just because they blew out Arizona. So not sure I'd ride on that. Um, so going back to Sergeyev, uh, like you said, just fine for Tampa, but that's about it for me. Yep. Our sponsor bet MGM has a sweet, sweet promo for you guys. If you uh, bet $10, you'll win 200 if any team scores a goal tonight, there are 28 hockey teams playing today. Chances are good that someone's going to score a goal. Um, it's basically just free money from sports books. Um, take it while you can because it doesn't happen often. Sports books don't like away, don't like to give away free money, but this is a good offer. Uh, it is for first time bet MGM users only. Uh, it has to be a money line bet, and it cannot be a live bet. So if you do not have a BetMGM account, I would advise signing up and betting $10 and you win $200 if any team scores a goal. That is a wildly good promo. Uh, please take advantage of it if you can. Let's move on to the next game of the night. We have the Montreal Canadiens with a 2.5 total heading into Washington. The Capitals have a monstrous 4.2 total. Uh, Montreal played last night in Detroit. They lost 3 nothing. Jake Allen played very well. Uh, offense didn't look too great. Going into Washington is not the best matchup here. Um, I don't know if I'll have much interest on the Montreal side. Maybe some cheap filler one-offs. 
maybe like an MME, like a Monahan at 2,700 who's, or like a Dvorak at 3,200, but I don't think they're going to be priority for me. Washington's total is extremely high here. I don't really like stacking Washington, but Montreal does um, struggle on the penalty kill. Jake Allen played last night, so it's going to be uh, Dikembe Mutombo, uh, Montembeau in net. So I think for me, Washington side, probably just some sort of combination of power play stacks if you're looking to get to the Capitals. Yeah, I, the thing to mention with Washington is they're really relying on their top six very, very heavily uh, so far this season. They've only played a couple games, but they have five forwards over 19 minutes, and then I think it's five forwards at 12 or less. So, like, they're really, really relying uh, on their top six guys. So I think you'll definitely get a lot of ice time about, out of Washington. They are going to be very highly owned. They're our highest. The Washington top line is expected to be our highest owned top line uh, on this slate. Not nearly as bad um, over on FanDuel. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so (laughs) you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, just because uh, there are so many more lines uh, in play. But I think we saw last night with Montreal a game that's probably going to happen a lot with them this year. Like this, it, they, they have a real young. Um, inexperienced blue line, um, Slavkovsky, that Slavkovsky line, honestly, he, he doesn't look good. Like they got to send him down to junior or whatever into the AHL. We have to eat a sandwich. Or, or to the AHL. Soaking wet. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they, th- that line just hasn't looked good. Like the best, I think Montreal's best line has honestly been the Hoffman doc, uh, Monaghan line so far. And you mentioned, you know, one offing one of those guys. I think that's the way I would go with the Habs too, but that's about it. Um, you know, if you want to go to the Montreal top line, I don't really hate it. Um, they probably should get a fair amount of minutes, and they're not going to get any ownership. And Washington has looked like a mess defensively this year. The problem is Washington sends out their third and fourth lines quite a bit against top lines, and they're actually pretty good defensive lines. Um, that's kind of the issue here. That's why I like Hoffman and Doc and Monaghan, one of those guys, particularly Hoffman. Um and Monaghan as one-offs. On the Washington side, it, it's just power play stacking. It's the same thing that we just said because this is one of those situations where I want to avoid a lot of the ownership. So, you know, throwing a Dylan Strom um, in your stack or, or something like that. Washington top line, Washington power play. That's what I would definitely look at here. Just they're going to carry a lot of ownership. I would say it's also a big downgrade in net too. Um, like I think Jake Allen – He's looked a lot better the last few years than he did earlier in his career. Um, and I think Montembeau's not really, you know, not going into Washington uh, as a starter material. So I uh, really do like the caps here, just carrying a lot of ownership. So I would get a little bit different with my stacks. 
Yeah, this is one of those slates, like on a 12-game slate, Ovechkin's going to be like 25%, and you're just like, oh, man. If I play him, he's going to, you know, if I don't, he's going to have, you know, his classic two goals on 14 shots and just bury you. But, like, there's ways to get different with the Capitals. On the blue line, on the Canadian side, it's probably just going to be Caden Goulet. Goulet. Uh, <laughs> 3300 I think that's a fair price. He uh, He's looked pretty good at least for DFS purposes recently on the capital side, um, you know, Carlson in your power play stacks is probably the play here. I guess fair, very at 3,300. It's all right. I'd probably rather play Goulet just because he has a chance to block some more shots here. Yeah. I, I'll throw Jordan Harris. Uh, I know sometimes people are looking for uh stone cold min price defenseman. Um, Montreal's Jordan Harris, probably going to play 20 North of 20 minutes, only 2,500. Um, I think he's a better offensive player than our boy Robert Goulet. So um, I, I, I like Harris if you're looking for a stoneman. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Let's <laughs> 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 move on to the next game. Uh, we got the Anaheim Ducks with a 2.4 total heading into Long Island. Always a miserable experience. The Islanders have a 3.2 total. Um, on the Ducks side, it looks like they still have the same lines. Islanders status quo here i'd never know what to do with the islanders like barzell is super cheap and he is by far their best offensive player um i don't mind you know maybe a barzell uh palmieri two man on the duck side that strome mctavish terry line is still underpriced um, even Zegras, you know, Henrique Vetrano, it is a 2.4 total on the road in the 12 game slate. So maybe I'm getting a little bit too cute here, but I do have some interest in some ducks tonight. Yeah, it, it would probably be, uh, um, Terry and Strom for me, even though Terry, Terry's price has come up a little bit. I do like that line. Um, they've looked pretty good in their first game. The problem is Mason McTavish tends to pl- will probably play fewer minutes as rookies, uh, tend to do. I think the top line is just fine as well. They're a good leverage spot for us, um, at least over on DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel, not as much because um, they are uh, relatively cheap. But um, on DK, I, I, I do like uh, the Anaheim top line. I don't think it's a super tough matchup. It's just going into Ilya Sorokin. Like two things. One, you're facing Ilya Sorokin. And two, the Islanders weren't really heavily penalized last year. And if they don't take a lot of penalties um, – you know, you're facing Ilya Sorokin at five on five. I don't really like that. So I think this is another situation where um, I'd probably just look for my low owned lines elsewhere on the Islander side. Like I want to play Barzal's line um, because they, you know, he did play North of 19 minutes last game, which is something that I really couldn't believe considering he only played like four minutes in the first period, but he played a lot in the second and the third. Um, and Anaheim didn't look very good in their first game. Like, they look pretty good offensively, but the defense looks like it's still going to be a, a bit of a mess, especially when you're playing John Klingberg over 25 minutes. Like, a, a Klingberg-Fowler pairing, like, I'm sorry, in the year 2022, is just not going to be good defensively. So, um, I do kind of like uh, that Barzal line. They're just coming in with fairly, you know, fairly heavy ownership. I think this is... Um, Probably just a game I leave alone unless I'm playing 150 lineups. Yeah, there might be some interest on the blue line here. Uh, Noah Dobson, 5,600, interests me a lot. Uh, he still feels a little bit too cheap. On the duck side, like they're kind of priced a little bit funky here. Like 
Klingberg, I guess, is okay since he's the power play quarterback. But again, the Islanders haven't taken many penalties or they didn't take many penalties at all last year. Uh, they've only played one or two games this year, so we don't really know. So, like, I probably just out of this game, like, my favorite play is just Dobson. Yeah, Dobson. I'll, I'll throw in a, a cheap uh, defenseman in Kulikov. Uh, played, yeah, I think like 19 minutes in their first game. But, um, you know, I think Dobson's by far and away the best option in this game. Yep. So let's move on to the next game. We have another back-to-back on the road here. We have the Columbus Blue Jackets with the 2.7 total heading into St. Louis. Somehow this is the Blues' first game of the season. They have a four total, which is a large one. Um, Columbus played last night. They lost 5-2. to two. be interesting to see. I would assume Mr. Lickens, Elvis Merzer Lickens, will be in net tonight making his season debut. He was healthy enough to back up Tarasov last night, so I would imagine he is in net tonight. He's 7,100. Could be a nice leverage play there. Blues... Uh, first game of the season, they have uh, Thomas Buchnevis, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Saad, Kairou, Shen, Jake Neighbors, Barbashev. Columbus, not very good defensively. Merzlikens is a goalie I respect a lot. Uh, he gets hung out to dry a bunch. But four total on the Blues. <sighs> that Thomas Buchnevich tarasenko line, underpriced in my opinion. Rob Thomas, 4600 he really had a breakout season last year. I think he takes another step forward here. I really like that Blues top line on the Columbus side. Without Line, I just don't know. I mean, Columbus does have a 2.7 total. Um, nice to see Ken Johnson in the player pool. He has been priced as a center. Um, I, I don't mind that Columbus third line again just because they're going to get some depth of the Blues, which is a bit iffy. I just don't know if I'm going to get there back-to-back on the road, but 2.7 total isn't nothing to sneeze at on the road. Yeah, it, it, it it's not really a, a, a terrible spot for Columbus, especially where, um, you know, there are questions about how good Jordan Bennington actually is. And, um, you know, the, the Blues depth did thin out a little bit. Like, they don't have great third and fourth lines uh, anymore. Uh, problem is, is like you said, it's back to back on the road on a 12 game slate. Like that, it just, I just don't feel the need to go to Columbus. Like if this was like a seven gamer or something like that, I think, you know, then they're really in consideration, but especially where we might see some lineup changes. Like, um, they put, uh, about, I think it was about after the first period, they put Yegor Chinnikov down on the third line with Sillinger and Johnson and move Gustav Nyquist to the second line. Um, I think that'll make that second line a bit better defensively, but you know, Nyquist and, and uh Rosovic in their ice time together over the last couple of years, uh 3.3 expected goals against for 60 minutes. And assuming Ryan O'Reilly goes out against Boone Jenner, um, I think you're gonna see a lot of Thomas Tarasenko Buchnevich against those second and third lines from Columbus. And man, like they they're not gonna be very good defensively. Yeah. Um, I really, really like that that Thomas Tarasenko Buchnevich line here tonight um they're all correlated together uh on the power play as well both the top st louis lines are correlated on each power play i think you see split power play time between them there are two fairly even units um but i i you know thomas tarasenko um and buchnevich have typically been good together at least at least buchnevich and thomas uh 3.1 expected goals generated per 60 minutes in their ice time over 400 minutes together 
uh, 5.3 actual goals. Those are just like huge, huge totals, offensive totals. So Bucinavich line is honestly one of my favorite lines on the whole slate. They're coming in with a lot less ownership on FanDuel, one of our best leverage spots over on FD. So perfectly fine on both sides, better on FanDuel, but I'm playing that line here tonight. Yeah, uh, me too, I think. Even like Tarasenko, 6,900, whatever, like he's going to be the goal scorer on that line. Um, on the blue line, uh, depending on which power play unit you want to play on the blues, it's either Krug or Justin Falk. Niehaus, don't play Nick Letty. Uh, thank you very much. On the Blue Jackets side, um, Wierenski at 5,800 is interesting. He plays a ton of minutes. I just don't know if I'm going to get there on a 12-gamer. If you're MME, maybe you get a little bit there. Yeah. Um, I like. I don't think I'd put Wierenski in a single entry or a three max or something like that. You know, where I think I'm going to play 20 tonight. Um, we'll see. He might sneak in there. Um, I did notice Columbus played <laughs> – Thankfully, played good Branson, like two or three minutes less uh, than they did in his first game and gave Gavrikov more minutes. So I think Gavrikov is back in play at 3,400 now that they realize they can't give Eric Branson 21 minutes a night, which, like, come on, guys, we knew that. Um, so I don't mind Gavrikov as a cheap-ish guy, but, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the St. Louis defenseman. I I always say just play Justin Falk. If you're playing a defenseman from St. Louis, play Falk because he can put up peripherals. Yeah. And if you're not playing the Blues, I do like Merzlikens as a cheap punt in net tonight. We'll get to goalies at the end, though. Moving on to the next game, we have the Nashville Predators with a 3.0 total heading into Dallas. The Stars have a 3.2 total. Lines look the same. Mason Marchman scored a ridiculous goal the other night against the Predators. Um, he actually looks good. Um, he's actually getting top six minutes now. He was on the third line in the, on the Panthers last year where he put up very good numbers. First thing I notice here is the Dallas top line, very cheap. Um, whereas, you know, the Nashville top line, very expensive on the road here, despite Grandlin being 3,600. Uh, I'm 3.0 total. I don't know if I want to pay 7,400 and 6,800 for Forsberg and Duchesne on the road. Um, I'd much just, I'd much rather get the savings and get the home, the home team here with Hans Robertson, Pavelski, uh, it's creeping up to a six and a half total. So I guess they're expecting goals in this game. Dallas one is probably my preferred option here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think ice time might be a concern. I don't think they played a lot uh, in their first game, but they had a, a, an early lead and were kind of sitting on that all game. So like, maybe that's why they didn't play the top line a whole lot. Um, the problem with Nashville one as well, I mean, you know, eventually we're going to have to start using this season's data, but Dallas was the, th was the third least penalized team in the league last year. Um, and you really want the power play minutes in this new NHL. Um, you want the power play time. Maybe they'll, you know, it's one game. Nashville could, you know, get still get five power plays, whatever. But I, um, I don't really like uh, Nash the Nashville side for that reason. I think this is a Dallas game for me. I agree with you that Dallas, uh, Marshman and Sagan kind of look pretty good together. I just don't think there's a need to drop down to that line uh, in this matchup. I would just go right uh, to the Dallas top line. Um, of course, elite together, uh, over a thousand minutes together now. Um, 3.2 expected goals uh, for 3.7 actual goals. Just really big offensive numbers over a massive sample um, where they're priced down. Um, and not carrying a ton of ownership. We have them at like five, six percent, even if they come in at seven, eight percent, that's perfectly acceptable. 
Um, I definitely do like Dallas along with, you know, Dallas and Dallas top line and that St. Louis top line, both my two of my favorite lines here tonight. Yeah, I do really like the Dallas top line. They're cheaper than expected on the blue line. Miro Haskin and 5,600 get that power play correlation. If you want to punt Esselindell, I think it's fine. If you're using Dallas too, uh, if you do go down there, I think Nils Lundqvist at 3,100 on that second power play unit is fine. On the Predator side, Roman Yossi, wildly expensive, 8,100. Uh, I don't think I'll get there in one to three. You could sprinkle him in in your MME mix. Jake probably has 87%. Uh, Punt-wise. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Like Ryan McDonough's okay at 4,100. He does block a bunch of shots. But other than that, like, looking elsewhere. Yeah, there's just not really defensemen I like in this game. Even Haskinen, just real quick, I wrote in the offseason at a season-long fantasy hockey site I write for. Um, I think he's about his struggles on the power play. He's not really a good power play defenseman. He hasn't been at any point in his career. I think he's going to get on that Victor Hedman trajectory. You know, if you look at Hedman's early career, uh, in Tampa Bay, he wasn't a good power play defenseman either. That really didn't change until five or six years ago when he was about, you know, 25, 26 years old and got, you know, used to, you know, playing large, you know, his game on the top power play. He's getting at his price, even with all the minutes he plays. I think he's fine to just completely leave off. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see Niels Lundqvist take over on that top power play unit. Or Ryan, Ryan Suter. Or Ryan, yeah. Ryan Suter. I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not terrible. He's he's fine for the power play. So yesterday I said it was the last day, but because it's been so popular, we're extending it for another day. Seven dollars for seven days of NHL Weekly. Today is the last day. Click the link in the below in the description and use promo code PowerPlay. What you get is the projections, ownership projections, top stack tools, premium Discord, which is super important. As I said at the top bunch of dudes and ladies in the discord were laying pipe last night as i ripped off a whole bunch of uh people who did well last night so promo code power play seven dollars for seven days super super good deal today is the deadline so do that please let's move on we have four more games we have about 11 minutes left the los angeles kings with a 2.8 total heading into minnesota the Wild have a 3.4 total. Um, not sure if Victor Arvidsson will be in tonight. We probably won't get that news for at least another three, four hours, and maybe not even until warmups. He might be. He was uh, sick, so he's probably a true game time decision here. Um, I don't know why they put Carl Grundstrom on the second line. They should have put Kaliev. Um, or someone else. Grunstrom was a bit weird up there. On the Minnesota side, they're expensive, that top line, but boy, howdy, are they not getting any ownership. They are the most expensive line of the night, but they are also our top leverage stack on DraftKings. Um, I know it's our Kings, but I if we're going to get the Minnesota top line at that ownership, ooh, I think I have some interest there. 
Yeah, especially where Minnesota doesn't go out. They don't send out their top line. They don't send out the Kaprizov line against the other team's top line. So he's not, you know, Kaprizov and Zuccarello aren't going to see much of Kopitar uh, and Fiala and all those guys. Now, I think one thing to watch is um, Los Angeles changed around their lines uh, in their last game. Um, Kevin Fiala uh, got moved down to the second line. Arthur Kaliev got moved up to the third line. And then they put Alex Ayafalo on the top line. Um, they, I didn't see any practices yesterday, so we don't know if they're going to stick with those lines. It does change things a little bit. Um, but honestly, uh, like that Minnesota top line, I think, you know, it's another one of the, uh, a high, a high price line. Like if you want to avoid like the super chalk of like a, a Pittsburgh or a, sorry, of a Boston or a Washington, I think this is the pivot that you go to. Um, I just kind of worry about ice time. Sometimes they tend to spread around ice time, but. Uh, do like Minnesota one. Honestly, I kind of like the way that the third line would look with um, Byfield and Kaliev there for, for Los Angeles, but I don't think you need to go down to a third line on the road on a 12-game slate. So um, Minnesota one or bust. Don't mind throwing a little uh, Matt Boldy in there as a one-off. He looked really good in the first game. Him and Godreau, uh have been playing well, so don't mind uh, him as a little one-off here. I will add, if Victor Arvidsson is in, and we may not get that news until like 7.30 p.m. Eastern, I do have some interest in that second line because they're going to avoid Joel Eriksson-Eck. And in the first game against the Rangers, uh, Minnesota had some defensive issues, so let's just put it lightly. So that second line, if it is Dano, Arvidsson, Trevor Moore, they're probably going to be pretty owned. It's pretty low owned, especially if there's no Arvidsson news until warm-up. So... I might throw them in the mix if we get news late there. On the blue line, um, Mikey Anderson. I'm just kidding. Um, Drew Doughty, if you're power play stacking, I don't know if I'll power play stack there. I mean, Minnesota does have some issues on the penalty kill. Um, on the Minnesota side, bunch of guys, you know, take your pick. I'm pretty sure like all six are in play. Yeah, they are. I think what's important to note is Kalen Addison, um, who runs the top power play. I think he was second in ice time um, among all Minnesota defensemen in their first game. And it wasn't just the power play. He was second in ice time and even strength as well. Like they were using him a lot um, over guys like Dumba and Goligoski. And like if he's going to play 20 or 21 minutes at 3K, um, he's another one of my favorite uh, low price defensemen here on this slate. For sure. Let's move on to a banger. We got the Calgary Flames with the 3.2 total heading into Edmonton. The Oilers have a 3.5 total. Flames looked pretty good the other night. They uh, beat the Avalanche. Oilers looked a bit iffy. Um, they had to come back and beat the Canucks. McDavid looked good. Dryside looked good. But after that, it gets a little bit funky. Oilers are pretty expensive here, as always. Uh, McDavid, 8,600. Drysaddle, 7,900. The Flames' top line, very cheap. Um, I know they're probably going to get a bunch of McDavid, but at that price, for what they can do, fully Cora and the power play, I have a lot of interest in both sides of this game. Yeah, uh, the only thing that concerns me uh, with that calorie top line is we have them with a lot of ownership specifically because of that price, right? Like they're only 15-4 on DraftKings, which is really cheap. Like I think, you you know, you might see them at 18 or 19K if they really start to gel. So um, it is not a bad matchup uh, for them. 
Um, they are a good price. It's just they're going to carry a fair bit of ownership. That's my only concern here. Do want to mention Edmonton did change up their lines with Kyler Yamamoto back. Um, Yamamoto jumping uh, to the second line uh, with Leon Dreisaitl. Pardon me. Jeez. With Leon Dreisaitl and Evander Kane. Um, that's pushing Dylan Holloway down to the third line. Top line with Hyman and Puliyarvi uh, flanking Connor McDavid. Um, believe like Edmonton's top line with McDavid, Hyman, Puliyarvi is currently constructed. They've been really good defensively, but don't score a lot, which makes sense. Like Puliyarvi's not a great goal scorer. Zach Hyman, he's a good goal scorer, but you know he's not an Evander Kane or something like that. So it makes sense. Like they don't have huge goal totals. It's only um, you know two point. Uh, eight or 2.9 uh, per 60 minutes, which isn't good for a McDavid line. So I think Edmonton too, uh, dry sidle um, with the Vander Kane and Yamamoto makes a lot of sense here, especially where they're not coming in with a lot of ownership. It's a tough matchup going into that Calgary second line though. Like you said, they look good uh, in game one uh, against Colorado. Um, but if anything for me here, Edmonton too, um, maybe, you know, double, you know, do your center double stack with McDavid dry subtle, but it's Edmonton too, um, that I like most, uh, in this game. Yeah. It's very hard to click in an Edmonton line and not add in McDavid. So if you're brave enough, you can do it. I don't know if I am, but we'll find out on the blue line, uh, Rasmus Anderson power play quarterback for some reason, still with the flames 4k he's fine. Mackenzie Weger 5,300 is fine. I like nurse 6,200. A bit pricey, but I think that is fine. Yeah, I, there's just not a lot um, that I like on the Edmonton blue line just because they're so expensive, especially on DraftKings. Four guys priced to 5K or above. Um, you know, uh, it's, I just played Nurse just to get the minutes. Uh, for Calgary, I don't mind Tana, 2,800 um, on DraftKings. Could get those blocks in for you, but that's about it. Let's move on to the second to last game of the night. We had the Vegas Golden Knights with a 3.5 total, the biggest road total on the slate heading into Seattle. The Kraken have a 3.1 total. Mark Stone, Jonathan Marshall both got a little banged up in the last game. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if they're in. They'll probably skate this morning or this afternoon. That does kind of change things up here. Eichel, that top line still intact as of now. Eichel, Smith, Kessel like them tonight. Kessel, Uncle Hot Dog, still pretty cheap. On the Seattle side, that top line is very cheap. I kind of like them tonight. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the injuries for Vegas, Marshall, So and Smith. Like, I hate when coaches do this. They said they had a maintenance day, but they're they hope they can play uh tonight. Like a maintenance day to me means you're a little bit tired, you don't feel like skating. Um, not you know, I'm injured, I might not play tomorrow. That's just an injury, it's not a maintenance day. Like, can we be a little bit honest with our terminology here, anyways? Um, and Bill Kessel got benched in their last game, too. Um nah. Like maybe he kind of comes out with a little bit of a vengeance. Good ownership on them. So like I think Eichel and Smith are at least are going to play together. Maybe Kessel gets moved around. So if you're worried about Kessel getting moved around or benched again, uh, just play um, Eichel and uh, Riley Smith. But Seattle's looked really good early this season. They were a good defensive team last year. It's just we're going to say this on every show. It's goaltending constantly leads, uh, um, lets them down. So um for Seattle, uh, I do like the Beniers, McCann, Burakovsky line. Uh, fair amount of minutes in their last game. They looked really good uh, early on. Um, you know, I wish the Everly line would play more minutes because they've been excellent as well. 
Buccaneers, McCann, Burakovsky, um, we expected them to be strong. They've looked strong. Um, reasonable leverage, at least over on DraftKings. So that's where I'm looking. Um, on the Vegas side, till we know more, it's tough to say anything, but don't mind Eichel and Smith just because Seattle's goaltending is awful. Yeah, the one note I'll add, if Marcheseau and or Stoner out, Kessel may get moved up to power play one. Just keep that in mind. So let's move to the last game of the night. We have the Chicago Blackhawks, the two, baby, with the 2.8 total somehow. Going into San Jose, the Sharks have a 3.4 total. Sharks played last night, so it's probably going to be Kako Kakinen in that. I just don't know what to do here. That top line for the, the Hawks are so cheap. <sighs> Sharks top line in a very good spot. Talk me out of the Sharks here. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Chicago actually hasn't looked awful um, early in the early parts of the season. I didn't watch the San Jose game last night, but I noticed all four of their lines went under 20% expected goal share five on five, which I'm not sure I've ever seen in a hockey game. Every single one of their lines, including the Meyer line, got absolutely throttled by Carolina last night. Um, the problem with Chicago's top line is they're coming in with a lot of ownership, double digit ownership on the road. That's a lot to ask. Um, I, I think I'm probably just going to lean to the San Jose top line here and hope that my initial read of Chicago is still correct that this isn't going to be a very good defensive team. So, Right back to the San Jose top line. They all played over 20 minutes last night. Um, San Jose's really relying heavily on their top six here. So um, I'm going to avoid a super chalk cheap line in Chicago one and move over to San Jose one. Yeah. Lots of games. Like, I want to talk about goalies, but there aren't many confirmations yet. So be in our premium Discord for that. We'll talk about goalies there. Um, remember that promo, $7 for seven days ends today you want to talk about goalies get in the discord uh coming up right after us is the mlb strategy show with terry and gundacker and your boy josh i'll be back with my main man pete the heat at 3 p.m for mma live before lock any final notes before we get out of here uh no just uh should we do a quick hat trick pick i was thinking sure. um sure. I'm going to go uh, maybe a little bit hopeful here tonight. We're going right to the St. Louis Blues. Vladimir Tarasenko hat trick pick. I'm going to go with very expensive Kirill Kaprizov. All right, there we go. So for, like Slim, for Slim Cliffy, I am Josh Harris. We will be back, I believe, Monday. There's a very big slate on Monday randomly. No hockey tomorrow. So get in that Discord. We'll talk hockey all day. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.